Thank you for joining us today on the Altered Podcast for our intro before the intro. it! No! Listen, you said you wanted to sing a special. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Lies. (laughs) Did he not just say that? Hit it, Ben. No! Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. With your hosts, Hunter, Jessica, Finn, and Dina. No! (laughs) Y'all ain't right. Victory! Why? We still had an intro before the intro. Not today. Yes, we did. There is talking before the intro. Wait, wait, wait. Welcome to the Altar Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, where we honor God and the things he does. Today, I am here. Hunter lies. With, obviously, my co-host, Dina, and Hunter, and Jessica, and myself. My name's Ben. (laughs) We're so glad you're with us today on this day where we're talking about what, Hunter? Faith alone. Faith alone. We're talking about the solas. This is really odd. We mixed everything up. What do you mean? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm doing the Welcome to the Altar podcast, which is usually not my job. Usually that's Hunter's job. And I was a part of the intro before the intro, which is odd. Yep. Because I cut you off. Willingly. In the name of the Lord. So anyway, um, so Hunter, remind us, what is a sola? Well, sounds like something you would do with a microphone and you stand in front of the say- stage and you sing when not, nobody else sings. Not a solo. Oh, not a solo? Yeah, not a solo. Oh, a sola. Sola. Well, there's five of those things. Sola. <laughs> Doe, oh. a deer, <laughs> a female deer. No, not that. There's five of them? There's what are you five about? of them. So five you of them. have something that we called the solas of salvation. Oh. You have grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Glory God alone and Scripture alone. Why? Why do we? Why do we have solos? Because Martin Luther said so. No, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he did. I have no idea. He did. Yeah. Well, did he? Actually, he didn't coin the phrase. But it has he, been decreed. Yeah, it wasn't until like what did I say last week? Like, uh, like nineteen hundreds ish that they put all the um, letters together and made it because it was just three. All the letters together. Well, all the letters <laughs> and the writings the that the people had done from oh, way back in the day. Gotcha. Yeah. They put them together. It was just three. Gotcha. And then they put, they made <laughs> them five. The three solo. Five, though. Five <laughs> solo. <laughs> Come to church where it's now five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but this but was, wait, there's more. This was a big thing in uh, with the Reformation. You had the Catholic Church, which was the church, the universal church, right? Yep. Um, which they. I still get reminded and about that. And still is technically. That's what the Catholic Church stands for, the yeah. Universal Church. Yes. Um, which and they kind of got that one, you know, coined, I guess. They took <laughs> it, but and now it's just a thing. Yeah. So, But so um, the Universal Church, you know, it was them versus these monks that were saying, hey, we see some more evidence in the Bible here that what you're preaching isn't necessarily correct. And um, so well, just like any other uh, theologian would do at the time, they would post these ideas, these theses on the door of the church of your in your local area, and people would read them and, okay, what's your ideas? Well, Martin Luther 
had a lot of time apparently and wrote 95 of them and nailed them to the door. Everybody's like, oh, he nailed them to the door. Like, this is some big ordeal. A lot of people did that back in the day. Mm. It was like a bulletin board. It okay. was like their tweets. <laughs> right. Hey, we wow. want you to read these because this is what we've come out with. Most of the time, the church was like, well, because they agree with the Catholic Church, this is just helping our faith. They didn't think some monk out here was going to go against the universal church, but they were sadly mistaken. Mm. So then they had this come out, and they were like, hey, the Bible's saying that we are saved by grace alone, not grace and merit. You know, there's nothing inside of me that makes me savable other than Jesus' good grace. Hmm. It's not about faith plus my works to be saved. It's not about me doing something and earning my salvation. It's by faith alone that is credited, credited by uh, self, for my salvation. Hmm. And it's by Christ alone, not Christ and the Eucharist or Christ and Mary or Christ and whatever hmm. for my justification of my sins. It is just Christ and his sacrifice alone. Hashtag mic drop. <laughs> Hashtag 95 theses. <laughs> Hashtag you're wrong. And it's all for the glory of God alone. Right? Hashtag for the glory of God alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, and it, this was the, the, the doctrine that Martin Luther promoted is that everything is for the glory of God alone. Even the people who are, or go for wrath and are people who are used for honorable use, God gets glory through everything that's used. And it's all according. This all comes from Scripture alone, the one authority. Not the Pope, not the, the father that's standing there that's reading the, the Bible at the time. It is Scripture alone that has the authority, mm. not the person wearing the, the funky rope. Gotcha. So, what are we talking about? Faith alone. The only thing that saves you. Faith alone. So, today, before we get started, what has God done for us this week? Ben, go first. Buddy. Um, so, this week, uh, we had a prayer service at church today, right? And, man, prayer service at church at noon, so good. Took my lunch break, went over there. Um, it was actually at 1230. Um, I took my lunch break, went over there. Um, we, uh, we were actually, so I was the one that was leading it. And um, I felt like God was laying a scripture on my heart. And so I was looking at it, and it was just so good. It's Psalm 43. And Psalm 43, in particular, um, verse 3 sticks out to me. Verse 3 says, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. I will praise you with a leer, O God, my God. I just thought it was really, um, it was a cool thing to pray. And so, um, I don't know, I just like how God does things like that sometimes. Like, I wasn't super trying to prepare something for prayer service. It was just, Lord, is there something you want me to read? And we read that, and it like just perfectly went with what was going on today. So I thought that was cool. Jessica? Come back to me. Coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Dina? Well, for me, um, one might think that this is actually something really sad, but, and I guess it is, but like, so my kitty cat of 15 years passed away on Monday, and he was like the coolest cat ever. And, um, so incredibly smart and he loved to sit in my lap while I was reading or he loved to listen to Ben sing, uh, praise and worship music. And he also liked the soulful sounds of Garth Brooks. <laughs> when you put that on Facebook, I 
died. I he did. Every time I would drive home to Indiana and I would put him in the car, he would meow and go nuts until I put Garth Brooks on it's the not radio. The, that you said Garth Brooks. It's that you said the soulful sounds. Soulful sounds. <laughs> Garth Brooks. So Garth Brooks, if you're listening out there, our cat who has now passed loved you. Yes, and so Ben had this radio out in the garage, and so. Um, on the other side of the garage wall is our bedroom, and we were laying in bed. Was it one morning or night? I night. can't remember. It was like two in the morning. Yeah, and so one of our friends had been watching our cats and had said, "I don't know why, but like the radio keeps like turning on in the garage." And we just thought she was turning it on and and leaving it, you know, going or something. I don't know why we thought that. And so we're sitting there in bed, and all of a sudden we hear music coming from the garage, and Ben's like, intruder! And so he goes into full-on stealth mode and, like, goes and, like, what do you call it, sweeping the room? Yeah. Yeah. You have to pie the corner, sweep the room. Yeah, Clear the house. It's awesome. Uh, To discover that the cat is over there by the uh, radio, and he's hit the button, and he's turning the volume up because Garth Brooks is on. It was so, a flat radio, and he could stand on listen, it. Listen, guys, I know this sounds crazy, but I was over here digging a grave on Monday night. And next thing I know, I hear Amazing Grace. Not just any other Amazing Grace. It's Garth Brooks' Amazing Grace. Yep. Okay, and I look up, and I'm like, Dina, what on God's green earth are you doing? Well, you were at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I even had to say not? words, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But... You know, even though it's a really sad moment and everything like that, he was an older cat, and I don't think that I could probably ever have him put down or anything like that. And he went off in his sleep, and again, as sad as that is, what a blessing that he didn't have to suffer or anything like that. He could just go off in his sleep. I didn't have to watch him pass away. It was all very peaceful. Jessica? That poor kitty cat. Is that it? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so my uncle, great uncle, I've got a lot of great uncles, but this great uncle, he's he was very close to my dad, and they almost grew up together. That's what happens when your great-grandmother has 20, almost, no, 14 kids, and Wow. their 30s. Um, <laughs> wow. There's nothing to do back then. Like, you had no hobbies. Oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> they didn't tweet or write things on doors. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, he got into a car accident. Uh, it was about a month ago. And he's been in UK hospital for a good, about a month. Um, he went to Cardinal Hill Rehab, um, which is one of the best rehabs uh, in the state, um, back on Monday. Um, so just pray for him, pray for, um, pray he gets better. Cause as far as I know, he still has a feeding tube. He can't swallow, um, some other things that are going on, but usually if they're released from the hospital, they're at least somewhat better. So. <coughs> well, Monday night I was just standing out in the middle of the woods and I heard Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's not. <laughs> And that's what God did for you. <laughs> and you had an incredible workout, too, because he was a very large cat. He was probably, what, 25 pounds? Oh, but the thing was, he was tall. 
and long. Yeah, and he was fluffy. just a very big. He was almost like a Maine Coon-ish type of cat. He was chunky. I call he was he was so chunky. I called him Moo Moo. Yes, he wasn't that chunky. He, he was, was white with black spots, which was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, but in our prayer services, I have just been led to pray for men in our church, not just our church, but and I talked to you about this the other day, and we want to do a podcast on this, mm-hmm. um, but we were talking about. Or I got felt led to pray for the men serving in our church family, being able to be there for your children if you have them, um, but being able to intercede with your family, reading the Word of God, um, all these different things that a man is supposed to do, not what the secular view of man is. I said so. The big prayer is, is that the church will change its view of manhood, and the, you know, like they would serve in the church, and they would like our children. I know children's ministry is not for everybody, trust me. Uh, but I would wish that our, a lot of men would start doing children's ministry because our children need godly men to raise them up. Same thing with our teenagers. Same thing with our young adults. You know, <clears throat> We need godly men to step into our, our adolescence life. Because um, we've got single moms. Oh, man, it's an epidemic. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, so... You have to you have to have these men here in our in our life to to really help people grow spiritually. So that's been the prayer of my heart, and it's just kind of raveled from there. And I think of our daughters when they get older, let's start dating. They're they're probably going to bring home, you know, men that their moms raised them. They didn't have a dad. So let's not talk about our children <laughs> dating Jess. Man, what I'm are you trying to saying. do to me on the podcast? I'm just saying. I looked at Lily. I was. Gosh. Her goal is to make you cry. I think. Yeah. I, I think I shared this the other day, but Lily's getting to the age where she's like uh, realizing, like all the Disney princesses are getting married and whatnot. So she grabbed my hand. She goes, "Will you marry me?" And I said, and then she grabbed my ring. She goes, "Wait, you're married to mommy." I said, "Lily, you'll be married to one guy one day." And I went on and on and on, told her, and then. I started bawling my eyes out. I was like, oh, you, you got to be married one day. And, uh. You should have taken her to one of those daddy-daughter dances. It was like 8 a.m., okay? <laughs> no, and, uh, but you should. You let her wear her cute little princess-isk outfit, and then you wear a tux or a suit. You know what this conversation needs? An ad break. Ah. <laughs> uh. Ben? What what is this ad about? It's about Anchor. It's the same thing it's about every week, oh, Hunter. Okay. Come on, man. Never mind. Then. Well, you know what? We don't need to explain it. Just hit it. Yep. We're just changing up all the roles. I'm the one who did the countdown. What, what is going on today, people? <laughs> but you know what? This is what Ben's favorite time is. It is. It's called Bible time. It is. I love Bible time. Bible time. So we talked about Grace Alone last week. Um, this week is faith alone. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is faith? Let's talk about that first. Oh, faith, according to Hebrews, which is what I've been reading. If I will ever get out of Hebrews, it would be fantastic. <laughs> um, but I keep rereading. There's like this one section and I don't know why. Like I've read it like 14 times now and I keep rereading it. That's beside the point. Rabbit trail. Um, but faith is, um, uh, the evidence of things hoped for. Uh-huh. Um, it is the belief that something will occur. Um, it's awesome, is what it is. By faith, we are justified through faith. 
That not of ourselves, but it is the gift of God. Not that any man should boast. Right. Yeah. Was that Hebrews? No, that was. That I was, was going to say. That's yeah. Romans, I think. Ephesians says that too. It, or it's Ephesians, yeah. It's Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2. I'm real, my brain's super dead today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So that was Ephesians 2. There you go. Uh, verse 8, I think. Um, but faith. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, yeah. <laughs> so faith, in a practical sense, is something that you know is true. And you know that you can rely on, trust in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and we always use the example, right? I have faith that this chair is going to hold me up. So I act upon my faith, sit in the chair. I'm a big old dude, right? Six foot eight, weigh a lot. <laughs> um, if I don't think a chair is going to hold me up, ask my wife. I don't sit in the chair. I, I don't, she's like, why are you all going to be standing there? Because I'm not comfortable with that chair <laughs> right there. It looks like it's been around since Jesus has been around. Mm. Um, that's forever, by the way. Uh, so... Faith is something that I'm willing to trust in, walk in, mm-hmm. uh, right? So faith is a verb. Yeah. yeah. The assurance of things hoped for. Right. The conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11.2 says, For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what was seen was not made out of things that are visible. So my favorite chapter of the Bible at the moment, Ephesians chapter 2, <coughs> for many reasons, but this says, and we read this last week, before by grace you have been saved through faith. So last week we talked about grace. This week we're talking about the faith side. It is not on your own doing, but it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man may boast. So last week is grace. You're not, sa- you're not saved by grace plus merit. Ben, what is merit? Merit is being good enough in and of yourself to earn something. Right. So what's the difference between merit and works? Well, so works are the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to tack them onto my life in an effort to earn something. Merit is something where I believe that I'm good enough. I'm a good person, Hunter. And because I'm a good person, God would never send me to hell because I do good things. You know, I didn't kick that kid the other day when he, like, made a face at me. I didn't push that old lady into the road, even though I could have. I did. I'm a good person. (laughs) You're not a good person. I'm a good person. So well, isn't there a thing called merit badges too, where you do something in order to earn a reward? Yeah, yeah, yeah Boy Scouts and so, Girl Scouts. And so yeah, so so you get a promotion at work, right? Because of work, the hard work you put in, mm-hmm. not usually because of the decent character you have. Now that there's a part of it that's true, yeah, you know, right? Because decent character brings upon good work ethic. But there's a two. There's it's action versus who you are, identity. Yeah, right. We we did this thing this year um, where I, we got awards in the technology department for um, our meritorious service during COVID and in the field of technology. Again, meritorious or our merit where we did things that were so great that we got an award for it. So, right. yeah. So, faith, you're not saved by uh, something you've done so that you may boast. It's, it's saying it's a gift from God. Break that down for me. Mm. So, it says, okay, well, we got to start back at verse 8, um, because it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Right. Um, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. And so, this faith, um, it, it kind of stems off the idea that um, there is no way that we could have ever been good enough to earn our way into salvation. Um, no matter where you kind of fall on the salvation spectrum, whether you're a Calvinist or an Arminian, either one, um, there's this, this, I don't know, $5 theological word. It's called uh, provenient grace. And what it says is that, um, you know, we were dead in trespasses and sins and God acted on us. 
Um, if you're a Calvinist, you just believe that because God acted on you, you had to be saved. If you're um, an Arminian, you believe that because God kind of breathes this like breath of life into you, he kind of gives you like the, the jump, you know, and then you have to respond. You have to kind of accept that. Um, but either way, provenient grace is this idea that we were dead and there was no way that we could save ourselves. And so God does this work ahead of time and then we are saved. Right. Yeah. So it is in the saying it's a gift. Yeah. Because God didn't have to do that. Right. But he chose to. Yeah. He could have left us dead in our trespasses and sins forever. Because and, he's gracious. But Yeah. But he's gracious. And because he's gracious, we have salvation at all. Right. So not a result of works so that no man may boast. So I can't say, nan and a boo-boo, I made a better choice than you who. Right? Right. <laughs> but. Uh, so, so poetic. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, so I can't say, hey. It is by my own doing, my own efforts. I built this church in Ethiopia. Right. I deserve to go to heaven. Yes. You have watched TBN all your life. You don't deserve it. Um, sorry, TBN. Uh, <laughs> or you're a murderer. Right. You don't deserve it. Exactly. Right. So, it's not, so even the person who builds churches in Ethiopia does, doesn't deserve it. Nor does the murderer. Right. They're on the same playing field. Well, actually, they both deserve it. But God. They both deserve... Right. I'm sorry. I, I'm i sorry. They both deserve hell. They both yeah. deserve judgment. They yeah. both deserve wrath. the wrath of God. Right. None of us deserve to be saved, but God changed that. Yes, right. I'm sorry. So, yeah, so you're on the same playing field, right, is what mm-hmm. I say. And yeah. then God, like you said, breathes life into people, mm-hmm. and they, they are saved. Um, <clears throat> Romans 11 Verse 6 says, but, it is, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Yep. So you might be saying, hey, we're not talking about grace today. Well, the f- beautiful thing about the five solos is they flow together, right? There's this, it's so well put together um, that grace and scripture alone, the, t- the beginning and the end of them, have to connect together like a big old puzzle piece. So faith alone is connected in here. So is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. So, right, can't earn it. Otherwise, grace will no longer be grace. If I did something to earn this, it wasn't by God's good, unearned, unmerited favor, right? We talked about that last week a thousand times, mm-hmm. that I would, I would get it. It is then by my merit that I got it. And Paul makes it very clear. It is not by what you did. It is by... The gift of God, so that no man may boast. So many times I hear people say, um, well, I do lots of good things, so I know I'll be able to get into heaven because I give money or I, like you said, helped build a church that one time or I, I don't know. There's just so many things that they say, and it's some sort of workspace, but at the same time, they may not have as much faith. They don't truly sometimes believe what they are even talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Galatians 2.21 kind of wraps that up a little bit. It says, I do not nullify the grace of God, even though that word is grace and not faith. It's the same difference. Um, I do not nullify the grace of God for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. In other words, if I earned it by works and not by grace, then Christ died for no purpose. Right, so let's break it down even more. If I, it, The works was how many? 613 rules mm-hmm. of being righteous. The law, yes. Right. Old so, Testament, 
Jewish law. Right. Found in what book? Um, bunches of them, but Leviticus. Um, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. And another one. Exodus. Yep. Yep. So, um, Ten Commandments start in Exodus, and it moves on from there. Yep. Uh, the big thing is, is that in the Old Testament, I think we talked about this last week as well, you had to live up to these 613 laws. And you had to follow them perfect. If you did, if you broke, if you was guilty of breaking one, you was guilty of breaking them all. Mm-hmm. And every year you'd have a day of atonement, right? I think that's Leviticus chapter fourteen. Um, and you would have to bring your sacrifice and take it to the altar, and you'd have to kill old Larry the lamb, mm-hmm. and you would give it, and they would sacrifice it for your sins, and that would be your atonement for the year. Uh, yeah, and just if you want something really fun, quote unquote, to read, read Leviticus and see all the different laws for things. Yeah, you know what? And people, it kind of drives me nuts in some sense. Like, I get it when it's time for the Bible reading plans to start, and you're like, oh, I just skipped over Leviticus. Here's the thing: if you read the Gospels and you read what and you understand what we're talking about today, the five solas, and you understand how God saved you, why God saved you, what God saved you from, and what God has saved you to, you can lead Leviticus in a worshipful manner. So one time in girls' Bible study when I was still a student, um, even though we knew better than to do this, we did it anyway. It was where you go through and you write down all of the books of the Bible and you like put them in a hat and then you draw one out and that's the book that you're going to study. Well, we did that and came up with Leviticus. And we're like, yeah, let's do it, because we've never like read it all the way through. Very interesting, but to sum up the whole entire book of Leviticus, we made a song. <laughs> let's you see. put it's the ram's head on the altar, you put your blood on your finger, and you sprinkle it about, you do your sacrificing, and you turn your life around, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, <laughs> Hebrews nine eleven kind of hits this point, kind of drives it home the rest of the way. It says, But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Mm. So, again, Hebrews, been in it for a long time now. But Hebrews says that um, if the, the sacrifices that the Jewish people had to offer for their sins could have purified their consciences from sin, they wouldn't have had to sacrifice anymore, but they had to continually year after year because the blood of goats and bulls and all that stuff doesn't, in the end, purify for sins. Only Jesus' blood is the one that really purifies. You know, and the book of Hebrews, that's what it's it's all talking about in the sense of, hey, you cannot mix this, this sacrificial way you was doing things and the blood of Jesus together. It is by these five solas, they throw them in there, that, that these things happen. The book of Galatians is the same way. We was, uh, I was reading an article today, and I just finished R.C. Sproul's book called Faith Alone. Mm. Um, 
and it mentions this article, and I read it. Um, and it's talking about the pet peeve. My pet peeve is that people say that Paul preached faith alone. And it said, never once has Paul mentioned faith, faith alone. Well, we've just read a thousand times where Paul is mentioning faith alone. The whole book of Galatians is about faith alone. <laughs> You're not, you can't be a hypocrite. You can't say you earn it, right? And I'm going to have to follow the law and then follow grace, right? He yells at Peter and him and Peter have a showdown in chapter two, I think it is. Three. Chapter three. Something. Yeah, because anyway. yeah, chapter two is his missionary journey or his journey from salvation to like, where he studies with the Holy Spirit. Chapter three is where he has a good hypocritic fight with Peter. He's like, hey, Peter, you're being a hypocrite. Um, and so our church went through that for like 42 sermon series. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's saying it's not by you being legalistic. It's not by you following this law that you know better, Peter, that you don't have to follow this anymore. It is by the gift of God that you've been saved. It is by faith alone. Mm-hmm. No other reason. So why would you dare get up from sitting with the Gentiles and go sit with these Jewish people who just sit down? And and follow their Jewish eating right. laws. And Habits. Things. Yep. There's a lot of things that happen. <clears throat> yep. Gentiles, great book. Read it. Uh, Gentiles? Galatians, Gal- great book. Well, whatever. Yeah. It's tired. Yep. It's 10 o'clock. Dina, read James chapter 2 for us. James chapter 2, verses 21 through 24. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Okay. Well, hold up. Wait a minute. What What? What just happened? That's what it says. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so James it. literally used faith alone in a negative sense. Yep. Yep. Because if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? <gasps> no. Because you know why? Everybody panic. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because it's not real faith. Right. So we'll break this down just a little bit because this is very controversial. Um, It is. And people want to look at these two things, right? They want to look at Romans and they want to look at James and say they are directly opposed to each other and the Bible teaches two different things about this. Therefore, it cannot be true. Yeah. And that's dumb. Yeah. All you got to do is do this. First off, you got to read it. Second, you got to use a little bit of brain power and not be stupid cheap. Yes. All right. I haven't said that in a while, so I have to throw it in there. Proud of you. Since like the pa- last podcast. <laughs> it's been a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so James does kind of start going along this trail, right? It, it, it does say very clearly and explicitly, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Because you could sit in your own little Jesus shack and believe, but never do anything about it while you see the whole world going to hell and doing all the stuff. And that's a problem, right? And so uh, James likes to point out, and I like this, he says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Yeah. That's an interesting point, though, because, again, the demons believe in God. And if demons can believe in God and not go to heaven, it's got to tell you something. I've always said the worst translation in the Bible was the word believe. Mm. And because in the sense, believe 
has led to e- easy beliefism, right? John three sixteen for all those who believe. Is it is it a poor translation or is it a poor preaching from someone? I don't know. The, the I, would, on, I would argue it's a poor preaching. Depends on who you ask, right? Mm. You have like people like Tim Mackey who says it could have been translated this way, mm. but it shouldn't have been. Mm. You have people like R.C. Sproul who says there, actually there is no Greek word for believe in, a, in the sense that they were trying to use it in. Mm. Um, and Tim Mackey technically would agree. He says that the correct translation should be to trust in, to follow, or to live according to. Mm, okay. um, and R.C. Sproul lines up on that same doctrine. So usually when those two people on the ends of the spectrum agree on that. That's true. You better uh, pay attention. I, right. So <laughs> I usually will say, okay, this is probably true. Mm. Um, so realistically, if you're reading like John 3.16 or the word believe comes in here, I would say it's to live by, to follow, or to live according to. It is to it, – and the way I use to say believe could be the correct translation mm. is that there's two things Jesus turned into a verb. He turned love into a verb, right? We talked about that on the Compassion Podcast. Mm. And then he also turned belief into a verb. You have to actively believe. You have to do it. Yep. See, because in American culture, believe is just, do you believe in Santa Claus? Yeah. Okay. So what does that mean? You know? Well, and if you really believe in Santa Claus, quote unquote, if you have children under five, please, I don't know, push them out of the room. Run. (laughs) Just hit pause until later. (laughs) But, you know, for Santa Claus... If you believe in Santa Claus, you're going to read the stories. You're going to watch the movies. You're going to do all the things to get Santa Claus. Put the cookies out. Yeah, you're going to put the cookies out. You're going to get the reindeer food with the glitter and the carrots. And And be good all year. Yeah, and try to be good all year. You're going to do all of the things. So if you believe and have faith in God, you need to be doing all of the things. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. If you're like positive that Starbucks is the best coffee place ever, you're going to tell everybody about it. You're going to drink the coffee. You're going to take the Instagram photos. You're going to try all of the new drinks. You're going to talk about it on TikTok. Yep. And Ugh. you're going to get other people to do it too because right. you like it and want to share the goodness. Of, of Starbucks. Of Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, verse 22 of this chapter goes on to say, you see that faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed. Yes, I did my own sound effect. (laughs) Completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. And so, what it's saying is not that, that one supplants the other. It is saying that they complete each other perfectly, right? That they complete me. Um, that you have faith and you have works, but you show your faith by what you do, and that is important as well. Right, and the whole point is, is that uh, you were saying this earlier, e- but easy beliefism is such a terror in the Christian in the American Christianity right now. Mm-hmm. I am going to sit back on my couch, eat Cheetos with my feet up, and like you said, watch the world turn into a ha- hell in a handbasket, right? And literally, all these people are going to go to hell, and I'm not going to do anything about it. But I, you know what? Jesus, I do believe in, a, in Jesus, and I believe that he's God. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. That's what you're taught in children's church, right? All you got to do is believe these, these things. But we don't teach our children to live according to what the Bible says. We just tell them that you have to believe it. Well, I don't necessarily agree with the part of the Bible that talks negatively about homosexuality. But I still believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, Right? 
we don't teach them to follow the Bible. We don't teach them in the sense of like you have to live out these actions, like you said we do with like Santa Claus and things like this. We just teach them easy beliefism. You have to say, hey, belief is not just a thing that I say I do. It's the way that I live my life. That's why I say Christianity is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can do, you can be whatever you want to be out in the world and believe whatever you want to believe, but you cannot just believe and be a Christian. It's a way. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. That's why they. Uh, Dina talked about it on uh, sharing when we was talking about sharing the gospel. She said, "I I share the gospel easiest by just people noticing that I'm different. My life is different, and in that sense, bada bing, bada boom. That's a pure example of being different, of living a Christian lifestyle. And hey, easy beliefism will not do that. Yeah. You're going to look like the world by saying." I believe in Jesus. Well, even the, like you said, even the demons say, I believe in Jesus. And Pastor Chris's famous quote is, if you say that, then congratulations, you have demonic faith. Yep. I believe in Jesus. Congratulations, you have demonic faith. What are you going to do about That's it? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. Yeah. Jesus would go so far as in John 15 um, to give a, a really uh, crazy extreme example of it. He would say, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And so what do you see? You see a branch that is in the vine. Right. Um, and so that is what we would argue is salvation, and bearing the fruit is the work. And so the work is something that completes that that being in the vine, the abiding, if you want to keep reading down through there. Well, and if you think of it as a gardening term, too, the reason that they would prune back some of the new growth is that it would be so spread out that all the nutrients wouldn't go to the fruit and produce good enough fruit, I guess. Or fruit at all. It would, you get yeah. little flowers, buds, and then it would die off. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, so again, Romans eleven six. I just, I have to have to reiterate, but if it's by grace, it's no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise grace would no longer be grace. Right. And, it, and just to say, if you place grace with faith, it, it means the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if it is by faith, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, faith would no longer be faith. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, like I said, if you're doing things and it's all about your works, then your faith really wouldn't matter. Yep. But truly, if I believe, just like if if I give my money to a cause, I believe in my cause, right? I think you said that last week on, and we used to an offering. I think last week, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And you said 80% of people who give money to something is because they believe in the cause. 80% of people give money because they're asked. Oh. Yeah. But but when you ask people what are the top reasons you give to something, um, besides being asked, it's because you believe in the cause which the right. thing represents. Right. I'm not going to give to something that I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So next week we'll be talking about Christ alone. And that is going to be fun. Uh my hope is found. Built. Built. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I think so. It's I not by. And I have I have some Catholic friends who listen to this from work, but sorry, it's not by Christ and the Eucharist, right? We're not we're not getting our justification every time we take communion. It is that's not how it works. It's not by Christ and Mary. It's not by Christ and the Pope. It is not Christ and. Uh, the Father, it is by Christ alone that you are saved. And we will dive into all that 
And Paul has a bunch of nice things to say about that. Um, but you know what time it is, Ben? Hunter's random question. Hey, hey. <coughs> so, Hunter's random question. Are you ready? For Hunter's random question? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, or are cool. you thinking it? Are you, re- are you ready? Um, no, I'm really afraid. <laughs> every every time. Literally every time. It's not that bad. But did you just think of it or did you already have it planned? I thought about it halfway through. <laughs> of making the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly random. Oh, okay, cool. If you could have one animal oh, as a pet, oh, man. what would it be? Unicorn. What? You Jessica? didn't say a real one. I don't know. Okay. Jessica? Uh, a dolphin. Well, that's cool. I don't think our bathtub is big enough, but cool. Ben? Uh, that is, is it guaranteed it would not eat me? Yeah. Oh, well, then I totally have a polar bear. Aww. 100%. <laughs> a bear. Me and that polar... No, that's not like a cute little bear. We're talking <laughs> like a big, like nasty, like I'm going to kill you bear. <laughs> <laughs> but not, and, and I'm gonna ride around on that polar bear, and I'm gonna be like, "It's my polar bear." And, and, drink it, <laughs> and people go like, "Ah!" And drink a coke. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, nice, that's nice. Uh, okay, that makes me sound like a female. Uh, I want to have a cute little bunny. You're so cute. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist. No, a, a koala bear. Oh, oh, hey, what? Over one person a year dies from koala bears. Really? Yeah. Yes. I mean, because they fall asleep and fall out of trees and land on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Over one person a year. So I mean, I just think they're kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're cute. Or a zebra. They're it's very unbearably tied. cute. Uh, do you know that zebras are like the only animal in the world that no one has been able to tame? Huh? Yeah. You know, it's it's either if the zebra could talk like the one off Madagascar, oh, definitely yeah. a zebra. Yeah, that's a score. If not. Well, have if it doesn't have Chris Rock's voice, I'm out. <laughs> have you ever seen this or seen the movie Racing Stripes? Yes. Where, uh, uh, yeah. And it's fast. There you go. So interesting yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, just random questions. You know how it works. Yep. You listen here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Ultra Podcast. It is, we just have a new uh, tab on our anchor thingy. We do. That tells us that 29 people are following us on Spotify. Like subscribers, like they pay attention to what we do. And we're really close to 1,500 downloads as well. I mean, it is crazy that just before, the, like the episode before the new year, we wasn't even over 1,000. Mm-hmm. Now we're halfway, almost halfway to 2,000. Yep. We're halfway there. Whoa. Anyway. Well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're so glad you came. We hope you have a great day. Many blessings. Um, just remember that, that you are saved by faith alone, not by works. But works are also important. Go out there and show somebody you love them today. And tell Jesus you love him too, because he's awesome. And just remember, unicorns are awesome. <laughs>